Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, I am beyond pumped for my guest today, which first of all, happy Thursday, everybody. And we are joined by Mosh from Instagram. And you've heard Mary and I talk about him a lot. If she joins me for a fifth thing episode, we're always talking about this is who you need to follow on Instagram if you want all the news. So Mosh, I'm going to let you handle saying your full name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on with you. My name is Moshe Wanunu, but to make it easy for folks, I just go by Mosh. Okay. And go ahead and spell your Instagram for everybody. At M-O-S-H-E-H. Boom. And yes, for sure, 100%, if you're not following him, you're missing out because I feel like you do the best job in all of the the Instagram. The Instagram, <laughs> I, sound, yes. I sound very old now. In my personal opinion of curating important topics from around the world, not just what we're experiencing here 
locally in the US or, you know, really hot topic, like anything you turn on the news, like you'll see, but I feel like you give it to us in a digestible way. It's funny because I've been doing this now on Instagram for about a year and a half, started during COVID whenever like my friends and family were like, what's going on? What should I be following? And I was like, well, let me just try to break it down for you. This is what you need to know today. This is what we don't know. This is what we may know. And then expanded it out to like a little bit of everything. And so some of that is stories that folks will DM me about, like, I want to know more about X, Y, or Z. And some is just generally just my interest, right? So I tend to like foreign news. I tend to like entertainment. I tend to like politics. And so I try to mix in a little bit of what I think people are asking about, what I know they're asking about, and then things that I just find interesting out there. There was one week that the the Met Gala was going on and I felt like I got like entertainment type news, but also mixed in with news out of Afghanistan that I was, you know, <laughs> wanting to stay current with. So I appreciate your account so much. And I'm just curious in your opinion, as we start to close out 2021, like what comes to mind as maybe the top four stories that we will forever remember 2021 for? Because I feel like there's world events that happen where it's like, you know where you were, when that went down, what year it was, what happened in your life that year. I'm just curious what comes to mind for you. So let's try to do this chronologically, four things. Okay. Well, the first one I would go with is January 6th, right? And I would think for the most part, people will know six days into this year uh, where they were when they heard about, you know, the riots and insurrection on the U.S. Capitol and what was going on that day. Which was insane. Like the fact that people were able to get into the Capitol and take it over in a sense. Like we saw that happen a little bit. It's very different. But you look at images of in Afghanistan, like that happening. But people around the world were watching our news that day and they were like, what in the world is happening in America? Totally. And by the way, as somebody who covered Washington, like I, I went to college in D.C. because I was interested in politics and journalism and then covered I interned on Capitol Hill. Incidentally, my first day of internship was 9-11. I evacuated the Capitol with the senator I was working for. And then fast forward, I covered Capitol Hill for my first job with Fox News Channel as a producer covering Congress, covering the House and Senate. So having walked those hallways and then to see the images on television of just people rioting and people, you know, this is like sovereign ground, the U.S. Senate, like average people can't walk on the floor. It's just senators. You actually have to be a former president. There's special rules of who can walk on the floor. And you see like a guy with a shirt off, jumping on the chair, you know, like you, you see all this stuff going on and you're just shocked, especially as somebody who walked these hallways, who worked in this building. It's wild to think about. And I feel like that's something eventually maybe we'll get a documentary about it to explain more of how that even happened. I mean, now we're getting more info about some stories from that day, like the police officer that, you know, put on a MAGA hat and led the people in because that was his bright idea to maybe help get some of his fellow police officers out, which is wild to think about. But yes, so that's a documentary I'm looking forward to. I'm sure they'll call it like American Crime Stories, January 6th. <laughs> well, after we get done with the Monica and Bill series, they're going to have to come Are up with another. Watching? I am. Oh, I'm yeah. absolutely watching. I can't wait for episode three this week. It's one of those things where I wish I could binge it, but we're having to wait every week, like along with Ted Lasso. And what about the morning show? Do you watch that? I do watch the morning show. In fact, I think as someone who worked in morning television at CBS, I helped launch the morning show, our morning show, CBS This Morning in 20, early 2012. It is accurate to the point of being triggering at times, uh, some of the storylines that that unfold in the way the actors interact with one another. Oh, 
the, the part that is really scary, actually, when you're watching it, you're entertained by it. But then you think about how this show was built based on real stories. And Absolutely. like you're saying, it's hit, it's triggering and hitting close to home. So I can only imagine for certain women and people watching how triggering that must be. Well, just seeing how the talent, the on-air talent interacts with the senior producers and the younger producers. I was at CBS almost 10 years. I, I helped launch a morning show and then I eventually ran the CBS Evening News. And so just having those various interactions, the day-to-day, trying to manage curating the world's headlines and everything that is important and interesting into a broadcast, but then also dealing with the internal politics and personalities of mm. people in television. And you know, it, it runs the gamut. Now, you mentioned uh, being on Capitol Hill during 9-11. We just had the anniversary, the 20-year anniversary. And watching a lot of those documentaries that were popping up, I, I particularly loved the one on Apple Plus, 9-11 Inside the President's War Room. Did you see that? I didn't catch that. Okay, well, I enjoyed it because George Bush was on there and Dick Cheney and Condoleezza Rice, and it was their perspective from that day. So I'm just curious, since you were there in D.C., what was that day like for you 20 years ago? Well, so I was a college student at the time. I was a sophomore in college at at GW and was already kind of an aspiring journalist. I was writing for the college newspaper. But like many students uh, in D.C., you go do an internship on Capitol Hill. It's kind of a, a thing you do if you're interested in politics. So showed up bright and early on Capitol Hill that morning. I'm originally from the Chicago area. And so I was interning for the senator, senator from Illinois, Dick Durbin, who happens to still be in the U.S. Senate, and got there bright and early and was watching, like many folks, one of the morning shows, the Today Show, uh, as I started to see the events unfold in New York. And then here, planes might be headed literally towards the building uh, complex we're in. And so folks are like, get out, get out, sirens. Initially, everything was calm. And then as people start to realize that this is bigger than we all thought, there were, you know, kind of uh, alarm bells that went off inside the building and we evacuated the building. I came back to campus. Uh, landlines were down. Cell phones were clearly down. And for some of us, like AOL Instant Messenger was like the main communication that day because it was the only thing that was still functional. My mother still has the instant messages I sent her. By the late morning, the first call that came through on the landline was the college paper being like, where are you? there's like a story happening on campus and around Washington. I'm like, you make a good point. So I made my way back to the newspaper office, grabbed a notebook, and then started to walk around town and just start to interview folks. And I happened to run into one of the more famous journalists in Washington by happenstance. Her name was Helen Thomas. And she's famous. She sat in the front row of the White House briefings from 40 years for a wire service that was called UPI. She was there for the Kennedy administration through the Bush administration. And I ran into her and I remember getting a quote from her that day. So covered that. And I, I found that one that having even a college press pass, like a piece of paper that we, you know, ran a, a wore around my neck, gave me access to things, which is remarkable. And I found almost also reporting and interviewing a coping mechanism for stress. And I think I found the same thing 20 years later, almost 20 years later with COVID was I started to curate news on Instagram because that's my way of managing uh, the chaos around me is if I could report on it and start to understand it. And that happened both on 9-11 and then later with COVID, then I'm able to you know, explain it to my friends and family, which fulfills me in a way, but also just help me internally, you know, understand what's going on around me. Yeah. I mean, knowledge is so much power. And for you, it I could see where it helps get you through it, especially if you're able to use your gift of really understanding things and break them down and then sharing it with family, friends, and now and, and the world with your news. And one of the things that I always enjoyed about journalism is 
that it allowed me to become uh, a quick study in many things, like be a, what do they say, like a mile wide, an inch deep. And like on any given day, you wake up and there's a new story and it might present a new issue. And it is your job to become an expert in that topic as quickly as possible, hoping that you have some background knowledge. But if you don't, uh, to talk to the folks who do, so then you can break it down for everybody else. Well, I'm thankful that you do that because it certainly <laughs> helps me. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results... Well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption 
of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you. Or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Now, I know I asked you the top four four things in the news that will be remembered in, in 2021, and you said January 6th. So chronologically, let's get to the second thing. So the second thing, I, I'll say it's different for everybody, but I would say, generally speaking, the vaccine is the story of the year. The vaccine that came earlier than anyone thought uh, that was already being distributed within eight months of us knowing what COVID was already, the first folks are getting the vaccine. And so for many folks, uh, if you've gotten the vaccine or if it's become available to you, you know where you were when you got it. You know how you felt if you got it. And you've seen the kind of everything unfold around it. So I'd say personally speaking, the vaccine rollout would be the next story. And that kind of that takes you winter through spring. I feel like that's been something that's really dividing. Not that we, we already had enough divisiveness going on in the country, but also too just the fact that you know, so many people are so passionate either way. And we're yes. not going to get into, you know, what we personally think. I mean, I, I personally am vaccinated. I, I've said that here. I got the vaccine back in March, my first dose. It's remarkable, right? Because when you think about it, actually 9-11 was an interesting anniversary to go through recently because a lot of what people remember is not only where they were that day, but also how the country came together afterwards, right? What something that could have been incredibly divisive given you know, there were questions afterwards about what president didn't do enough to get bin Laden and how this was allowed to happen. And you can imagine, unfortunately, if something like that happened today, how the sides would react and, and wonder whether we could be as unified as we were in the weeks and months following those attacks. And so with COVID, we were again presented with a, a, a national, frankly, international challenge. And there was a moment briefly, I felt like in the beginning where we were applauding the first responders and the doctors, and you did feel united. But then just given the nature of our times and you could throw social media in the mix, the immediately fighting a pandemic became a red blue issue in this country. And unfortunately, when you look across the globe, we're much more divided in this country about pandemic response than other countries. Now, that's not to say there aren't protests in other countries about vac you know, vaccine policy and, and uh, shutdowns, especially places like Australia, France, Italy, really all over the world. 
But in terms of a division around the vaccine, the U.S. is one of the most prominent, I think, behind Russia right now, the most skeptical about the vaccine um, when you look at, at major you know, Western countries. And so unfortunately, the, the rhetoric has become charged. The accusations have become charged. Uh, those are elevated by social media. And it's, it's unfortunate because there's a senator uh, from New York named Daniel Patrick Moynihan, uh, who served for many years through the 80s, early 90s. And he had a, a quote, or at least the quote is attributed to him, that you're entitled to your own opinion, but not your own facts. And I feel like we've reached a stage in this debate where there's two sets of facts or multiple sets of facts, and then people have opinions about those facts. And it's very hard to find common ground when you can't even agree on the basic facts. And unfortunately, you know, it comes at the same time. You see a confluence of things, right? Because like people are skeptical about the media. People become very divisive in their politics. And so naturally, COVID and the response to it and how each party has responded or advocated things and how the media has covered it all mixes in there. And it becomes, unfortunately, really toxic. And, you know, I think that I would hope that we could agree on basic scientific facts. But at the same time, we have this kind of unique situation where science is figuring it out on the fly, right? Because this pandemic is new and they're researching it on the fly. And so people want certainty. And science itself is uncertain because you just do research until you do research and you discover things as they go on. And at a time where we seek immediate facts and media gratification, and frankly, more important, like, can I go outside and how is it safe? Like, to what extent is it safe and what can I do? And when there aren't answers, fingers get pointed. And so I, I don't know if I answered your question, Amy, but I just feel like, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it just, it, it helps explain some of the divisiveness and it, it makes me think of the echo chamber that is if you're relying on Facebook or social media for some of your content, it's it cur- it's curated just for you, things that you start to click on and then you start to see that and that's what's echoed. And then you believe that everybody else feels the way you do And then when you meet resistance and someone doesn't, then you respond in this non-compassionate, really weird, I don't know, just things that I've seen publicly, how people have handled someone not agreeing with what they're saying just seems so almost, yeah, there's no compassion. There's no understanding. You know, we have a First Amendment in this country. You have a right to free speech. You have a right to, you know express your opinion as long as it you know, doesn't um, lead to violence, right? The, the, the Supreme Court has ruled on various limits of sorts to the First Amendment. But there was a time where you could have a respectful debate, whether you could have you know, lunch or dinner with people who disagree with you and politics didn't have to come up or if politics did come up, you could agree to disagree respectfully. And yeah. you know, we can try to look sociologically at what's new and what's changed in the past. I don't know. 20 years? Does it feel worse? Did the 90s still feel like a time you could have these discussions? I'd feel like it's, you know, and then you could say, is it technology? Is it social media? To your point about echo chambers, you know, these social media companies, even the one that, you know, we we met on Instagram is a place where or they're encouraged to create a situation where you can echo chamber because it brings you, it means you're on the platform longer. If there's opinions you agree with, you tend to engage. And if you engage, yeah. you're there longer. So these companies are incentivized to only give you accounts and opinions that are like yours. But then what happens is you live in that world for so long that you're shocked when you find out that there's a whole world of folks who disagree with you. It was very interesting watching the California recall coverage last week. And they went to the county that most voted to recall the governor of California. Of course, he didn't end up getting recalled, right? Overwhelmingly, California is a democratic state. The Republican Party has been in disarray for a long time. So he survived the recall, but they went to the county that voted two to one to recall the governor. They were in a state of shock, some of the people they spoke to, being like, well, how could this happen? Everyone I know 
hates this guy because they happen to live in a place and be on social media in a place where they, everyone agreed with them. They're literally living in the echo chamber. <laughs> They're living in the echo chamber. So you're like, it must be fraud because everyone I know voted for him or voted against him. So like, there's no legitimate explanation for what took place. No, the legitimate explanation is drive to the place or go to the account or go to the media source or go, go to a place that disagrees with you. It might be painful and annoying and frustrating, but you know we're all Americans. And so for us to better understand and to come to solutions, we have to have a basic understanding for why the people who disagree with us disagree with us. And I think uh, just to circle back to the vaccine too, and maybe some of the debates and why they get so heated is when you involve children in school and masks and this and that, and like what's required, or if you work for a company that is requiring that you do it to be able to do your job, then that's where it's kind of like, oh, well, shoot, now I don't really feel like I'm getting to make a decision for myself. So I understand that side of the debate, but sometimes it's just how you're behaving <laughs> when yeah. you're trying to express yourself is where it gets weird. And it totally makes sense, right? Because like, what is COVID? COVID, it impacts your health. It impacts your poli- you know, your politics. Like if you th- it impacts your economy, your small business, if you can't open a restaurant. With- so literally every aspect of life is impacted by the thing that w- we've been confronting for the past year and a half. So it totally makes sense that people are, are extremely passionate. There's a reason why they believe what they do and that they have little to no empathy for the other side because ultimately for them, it's life or death. It's life or death of their family and friends. It's life or death of their business. And so that... I think explains the passion, but it comes at the same time that America is dealing with a lot of other challenges. All right. So for the first thing that we'll remember in the news from 2021, you mentioned January 6th. Second thing is vaccines. What's the third thing? So the third thing, I'd, I'd like to be slightly more uplifting. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm always a fan of following like compelling technological events that down the road will potentially change the way that we interact, et cetera. So the one thing that struck me is also kind of a space nerd is that this was the year that we sent civilians into space. We sent a bunch of billionaires into space on their own rockets, right? Branson went up, Jeff Bezos went up and it's a true game changer because like, think about it, like until this year, I mean, you did have some private businesses working in space, but it was a NASA thing. It's a government thing. It's countries went to space. Now individuals go into space and companies go into space. And where does that go? We don't know. Is it space travel? Is it space hotels? Is there a technology that develops out of it? But 2021 is the year when space became accessible for the average person. Now, by the way, a real handful of folks, and some of them happen to have a lot of zeros at the end of their bank account. But that to me is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, no, I love that you shared a little, tell me something good. We were talking about it actually on the Bobby Bone Show this week because Lunchbox, he's one of our co-hosts. We had put him in the raffle for St. Jude to send him to space on the civilian one. He didn't end up getting selected, but we were so hopeful that he would have because he was terrified and he didn't want to go. But we were like, well, now that they landed and everything was successful, would you have been okay with going knowing that you would have been okay? And he still was like, heck no, I'm not going to space. But it is wild to think about that we're we're doing that now and it's only going to just be more of an opportunity for more and more people to to do something like that. And then it led us to a whole conversation of time travel and the future and what we're going to know. So that's my very hard hitting question for you is, do you believe in time travel? You know, it's so interesting because I guess I, I hope for it, but then one would argue, logically speaking, that if time travel is to exist, 
wouldn't someone from the future have come back at some point? But do they have some other technology that like means that they're invisible or whatever? Because, you know, growing up, one of my favorite movies was Back to the Future, which, by the way, incredible. I watched on repeat on like TBS or whatever all the time, all the Back to the Futures, including that third one on the Wild Class, which I didn't love, but you know, you still watch it. And the soundtrack of Huey Lewis and the News and like a few of those songs from that iconic first movie. And then there's a show called Quantum Leap back in the 90s. And yeah. I just remember being obsessed with an episode. And again, this is pre-DVR. I think the VCR, we had just learned how to record on the VCR. And I wanted to record the episode where he goes back to the Kennedy assassination that tries to prevent the Kennedy assassination. I just remember becoming mesmerized by that episode and the idea of it. All right. So we've got January 6th. We've got vaccines. And then we have space travel for everyday people like you and me, I guess, if, if, we, if we wanted to do that somehow or we had a billion dollars. Uh, what is the fourth thing that you see us remembering uh, news-wise in 2021? So interesting. Can I can I have two tie for the fourth slot or absolutely? Um, okay, great. I just I, I don't know what the rules are, so I want to make sure. So we're gonna call them four things, but two things tied for fourth place. And I think both are just important again as Americans and our role in the world. One is climate change. The year that sort of whether it rained 17 inches in one town in Tennessee, it rained 10 inches in two hours in New York City, Siberia's on fire. However you want to believe we've gotten here, science has kind of come around. And almost regardless of your politics now, you acknowledge that the climate seems to be changing. It isn't what it once was. What do we now do about it? How do we confront it? How do we try to adapt to it? And how do we try to reverse it? And I do feel that like we've heard this talk for a long time. We've heard the global warming, et cetera, et cetera. But this year, one out of three Americans has been impacted by a flood or a fire in some way. There was a time a couple of weeks ago when one out of four states had a emergency declaration over it. Something is happening, things that are changing, and we're going to have to adjust in some way. And so that's one item. So that's negative in that, ooh, this seems to be bad in some ways, but good in that I feel like there's awareness of it to the point where, you know, can we trust in science and can we trust in society that do we need to make some changes before we have to completely start to abandon parts of the, this country and this world because the temperature is not going to allow it uh, or the climate is going to change in a way where we can't grow crops there anymore um, or there's no water in certain places anymore. So that would be item one of the fourth fourth memorable thing. Okay, what's it tied with? It is tied with um, the story we've all been following in August, which is Afghanistan. And that to me, we, you know, we, we all followed that story. We all, unfortunately, you know, we might know somebody who fought there. We might know somebody we lost there. We might know somebody on the other side who is a civilian, whether you, you know, a U.S. veteran, a foreign veteran or a civilian who was on the ground there. It was that sort of kind of end to the 9-11 story in a way in the 20 years since 9-11 because we went into Afghanistan because of the events of 9-11 and bin Laden being there. But the larger thing there is you think about it is, what is the U.S. role in the world? Since World War II, since we you know helped win uh, and led uh, winning World War II along with the, the Russians, the U.S. role in the world is we're here to fix things. In a certain way, we're the police officer for the world. We're here to prevent what took place twice in the first half of the 20th century. We had two world wars, and we got to make sure there's not a third one, given where technology had gotten. And you saw with what took place in Afghanistan and our departure that maybe there needs to be a reconsideration of, of what our role is, what our capacity is. And so, you know, those are among the things I, I thought about as you watch those events is, you know, it's in, in terms of 
those pictures from Vietnam that people watched in the mid seventies are accident from Vietnam. And then 50 years later, you know, seeing some of those similar images in Afghanistan, what do we want to do? What do we want to risk our, our blood and our treasure uh, and, you know, our young men and women to do and what challenges do those present? Because at the same time, you see the suffering of the people there. And unfortunately the, the, the clampdown you already have seen on, on women's rights and a whole variety of things over there. What is the American role when it comes to that, when you see suffering globally or you see unfairness? Do we have the capacity to be able to help everyone everywhere all the time? We, we don't. And so there's a certain reality check that I think it, it made us all kind of have last month. Well, it's only September now, and I've kind of unfairly asked you to, to give me your top four things from the news because we have three more months where something could happen, throw it in. So I'll have to just have you back on later in the year. I'd love last week in December, we can do a real comprehensive list. By then I might need 10 items since I just, you know, admittedly fit five things into four things. But yeah, I mean, but but it's it's really remarkable because, you know, we thought 2020 was this kind of unique year. Like, oh, well, you know, things will get back to normal after that. And you realize that every year now, there's going to be a handful of those really memorable things. And you hope that regardless of whether we could have prevented it, not prevented it, how we could have reacted better. And hopefully there's lessons learned that help educate us and on a human level and on a government level to ensure that we can learn the lessons of 2021 in hopes that we learn them better than better than the lessons of 2020. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you. Or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. 
All right. If you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I had reposted something someone put up on Instagram and you reacted to it in my DMs, but they had said, not to be rude, but Clarissa explained none of this. <laughs> I love if you if you know a certain era of 90s television, there's incredible little like iconic moments. And I know who those followers are when I put up like Saved by the Bell memes and <laughs> Clarissa mm-hmm. plays it all. The glory days of the 90s and 90s television. I know. I feel like some people hearing that right now, they might be like, wait, what? But uh, like you said, Clarissa explains it all. It was a show from the 90s. And then anything saved by the saved by the bell. You know, I saw Mario Lopez this last weekend. I was in Vegas for our iHeart Radio Music Festival and he was there. Always obviously makes me think of Mario. My favorite Say by the Bell quote or one of them is, what is art? Is art art? From Lisa Turtle. You don't know yes. that one? Yes, okay. yes, yes. I thought you were going to go with the Jesse Spano. I'm so oh, excited. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> scared. <laughs> you know, I, I was looking up recently because I, I followed this Twitter account called Retro News Now. Okay. And it's literally devoted to every day of the week. It's, it's often where I find my on this day in history. And it's like a little bit of everything. It's like, here's the New York Times on this day from the Titanic sinking. And then like, this was the day Baywatch premiered. Like, it's a little bit of everything every day. And uh, they do a remarkable job of, like, tracking pop culture. Like, what was number one on the billboard? Where were the shows that premiered? And it reminded me, when I saw the Saved by the Bell one recently, whatever anniversary it was, that, like, the show was only on for, like, three seasons. Um, It only had, like, a couple dozen episodes. But yet, like, I think it repeated so often that people are like, you know. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's a huge part of my childhood, 
So yeah, I had no idea it was only three seasons. Is that including um, college years? No, college years are separate. And then there was the okay. Good Morning Miss Bliss preceding year when they were suddenly, they were in Indiana. And then suddenly by season two, they'd all moved to California. So how well do you think you would do on a show like Jeopardy? It's so interesting because I tried out twice um, where I only got through the first round. And like, I'm like, okay, I got geography. I got history. I got like current events, politics. And then the area that I've, I do need to brush up on is like literature and art. Um, where I'm like, I know enough, like I can get a Monet and a Shakespeare reference or a Dickens reference, but like it actually turns out based on talking to somebody who produced over there that like the initial rounds to be eligible for Jeopardy are actually much harder than the actual Jeopardy. So you might think that like, oh, I could crush Jeopardy. I, I did really well tonight, you know, sitting in my living room. But the tests to go into Jeopardy are, I found to be much more complicated. I don't know. Just listening to you talk and then following you on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, he'd be the guy. Or like, <laughs> if, if, if I was on, I had some competition, I would be calling you. Like uh, we did a family a feud. I'm, I'm your oh, phone a friend. You're, yeah, you're my phone a friend. Yes, you are Bobby. Like he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. I feel like sometimes he just reads something once and then he knows it. But we did... With Bobby in the show, we did Family Feud once. And that game is pressure. Do you ever watch that with Steve Harvey? I, I mean, I remember growing up with it. What was his name? Rich something who hosted it like back in the 80s, 90s. Oh, did he also do Love Connection? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't think so of he his hosted name. It. I mean, I remember growing up with that. And then I will watch it once in a while with Steve Harvey. I mean, the thing is like, usually I'll grab like something that's number three or number four on the board. The number one is a hard, it's a hard one. Yeah. It is hard to get to. So I normally have guests end by sharing four things that they're thankful for, but I am testing out getting specific with people. So I would love for you to share a book that you're thankful for, a TV show, an Instagram or Twitter follow, which you kind of just gave us retro news now, but maybe you have another one that you think is awesome. And then a food or drink, like especially now that it's fall, I don't know if there's something you're particularly thankful for. Okay, so category one is book. I'm going to throw back because I think it, it explains when people are like, well, how did you get this news thing? And I was like, let me tell you that when I was five years old, I would sit on the floor of my grandmother's apartment and I became obsessed with the world atlas, like memorizing world capitals and flags and then drawing the flags and tracing the countries. And so <laughs> people are like, who's this kid? To my parents, they're like, ah, he's obsessed <laughs> with the with the world atlas, and we would we lived above a Baskin Robbins ice cream shop in suburban Chicago, and my dad would give me like twenty five cents or fifty cents or whatever it was for an ice cream cone back in the uh, late eighties, and I'd come back with the Chicago Tribune <laughs> instead of the ice cream, and so I would say that book, the world atlas, kind of opened my eyes to the world, and is probably one of the reasons why I got into the business that I did, and why I became so interested in the world and what happens around me. So it's not it's not a read, if you will. It's a lot of maps and explanations and statistics, but I guess that would be my most most memorable thing. And I, my grandfather who passed away years ago, gave me a new world atlas for my, I believe it was my sixth birthday. And there's a beautiful inscription that he wrote at the top where he's like, you know, I'm giving you the world. And, but it was like, how many first graders are being given a world atlas by their grandfather for their birthday gift? But that to me was uh, probably the most impactful book, at least that I started out with. So what about a TV show? There was a show for about seven seasons on NBC called The West Wing. Okay, we, we have a fellow West Wing fan here. Yes, that's me. I'm giving a thumbs up to him on Zoom. It's so good. <laughs> so good. And I started watching that. I think it came out probably when I 
was a freshman in high school. And it just, that is another thing that opened my eyes to like, wow, this is how Washington works. And it was very inspirational, right? You got this feeling, if you watch it now, you might be like, that's what politics was like. Politics, you know, feels such so dirtier these days than than it was in this kind of aspirational West Wing that Aaron Sorkin developed and, you know, Martin Sheen as the president. But that was, I was obsessed with that show. You know, again, I believe 9 p.m. on Thursday nights, must see TV, NBC, um, after Seinfeld and Friends. And um, trying to remember, I think Will and Grace was that night too, but they might've been Wednesdays with Mad About You. I was a latchkey kid. I watched a lot of television as a kid. But I, I, if I had to choose it, I'd say West Wing had this impact to like open my eyes to Washington and say, I, I got to see about this place. This place seems amazing and you can have a real impact. So I did not watch West Wing in high school, but I, wa- I was a late watcher. I streamed it later. So I'm just encouraging people, if that's something you want to check out and you want something to watch for a very long time, there are 1 million episodes. <laughs> But I love that that was your favorite show, like while you're still in high school. I was watching, you know, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I was also watching Dawson's Creek. If you remember the show Third Rock from the Sun, I remember yeah. really liking that. Home Improvement. Then there was the TGI Friday lineup, uh, Boy Meets World and Full House and Family Matters. Family Matters with Urkel. Yeah, I watched a lot. And then if people remember early cable in the 90s, they didn't have new programming yet. So networks like FX and A&E and AMC bought like these backlog of shows. So I got really into like watching old episodes of the Green Hornet and Batman and Wonder Woman from the 60s and 70s, Love Boat, Gilligan's Island, The Honeymooners, Night Court from the 80s. I, I, I don't I actually my mother, I was posting on Instagram like favorite shows or polls from the 80s, 90s, 70s. And mother's like, when did you have time to watch all these shows? I clearly was not paying attention. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about um, your like an Instagram follow that you are thankful for? So really recently, I am thankful for an account that is run by a woman named Sharon McMahon called Sharon Says So. She also started amid uh, COVID. Uh, she's a former American uh, government teacher. Uh, she's based in Minnesota. And she blew up. She's got like, I think, 700,000 people who follow her now. And she's kind of dubbed herself America's government teacher. But she took to specifically using her Instagram account to explain all things like the election and the Supreme Court and how, especially in the kind of aftermath of the election, how things work. And then she was also dealing a lot with the kind of the QAnon theories and like explaining like why that's not possible and why why is not possible and why is this not possible. Anyway, incidentally, I taped with her podcast recently. I had her on Instagram Live. We had a wonderful conversation. She has an incredible way about explaining everything. And we both share this kind of devotion to the facts and truth without to the best of our abilities, um, showing any bias or partisan slant. Of course, you know, bias is what it is. We are who we are, where we're from, where we live, our experiences, our education. But that our allegiance first is to the truth and to the facts and to try to explain things also in a non-sensational way. So I'm very thankful for her and I, I find her account extremely, extremely helpful and useful. Oh, we'll have to check it out. Uh, and lastly, food or drink. Are you a pumpkin spice latte guy? I will have a pumpkin spice latte. It's not like I, I woke up whenever it was in August where suddenly, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks have them available. I'm like, oh my God, it's like Christmas morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coffee's great. I actually will say that I went apple picking with my wife over the weekend and I am thankful just 
thinking this weekend for apple cider, which I hadn't thought about. It's very seasonal. My wife, we got married over the summer and, you know, we annually apple pick. And so we went to the orchard and had, I think they actually, this year, they had like a frozen apple cider, which like a slushy, which is very delicious. Oh. And so I am grateful for her for bringing me there uh, and everything that she does, but also apple cider. And what a fun date idea for people too, if they're listening right now, something to get outside and go do something seasonal and then have potentially, depending, I guess, where you do it, have some apple cider to enjoy. Mary and I make these four things fall pullovers and we have a maroon one and apple ciders on there. We can send Great you minds. one. Great minds. Great minds. <laughs> I, it probably has other girly stuff on there that you would not wear. I don't really know that you would wear a fall pullover, but I know you have repped your I'm fine, it's fine, everything is fine for things shirt before. So I, I have. Funny enough, I woke up one, one early morning. My my wife tries to, you know, she's very good about like getting me outside, especially during like these COVID times where you're working from home. And she's like, you know, it's three o'clock and you haven't been outside today. Like we're going to go outside for a walk. So she <laughs> wakes me up and she's like, we're going to work out this morning. And I don't even know what shirt I'm wearing. And I was wearing it to like my first workout in a long time. And I was like, oh, yeah. I think it was the last time I wrapped the I'm fine was like coming <laughs> coming from a, a workout. I definitely struggled, <laughs> struggled mm-hmm. with. It's a vibe for the year. <laughs> it's it definitely a vibe. Um, it definitely works, um, unfortunately, unfortunately. But it's uh, it's one of those things. So like what it, you can think about it in a, in a negative way, but you can also think about it as like we can overcome whatever. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for this. Like I thoroughly enjoyed our entire chat. It went by so fast. So I would love to have you back on at any time. And I will be checking your Instagram stories probably tonight so that I can be up to speed with everything that happened in the world today. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I appreciate it. I look forward to coming back, discuss the kind of year end thing. And then like, if we want to just like nerd out on 90s television, and like the television of our youth, like there's a part of me that wants to start a podcast just devoted. If one doesn't already exist, you might tell me to like era of television when like we still. And by the way, there's something to be said for the fact that like in the mid 90s, like on any given night, 40 million Americans were watching the big show, like one out of five Americans or six Americans at the time. We had these like, collective experiences and we don't have that anymore because you're like, I'm on episode two of the Apple TV show. I'm on episode three, season four of the Hulu show. Like we don't have that anymore. You know what we used to call water cooler you know, conversation. Yeah. No, I mean, I have a daughter that's 14 and we did, we used to have to sit around and wait for things to come on. If it was commercial break, we used to have to get up and run and use the bathroom as quickly as possible and then get a snack and then dive to the sofa <laughs> so we didn't miss anything or we had to make sure we were recording it on VHS. But her, things are so easy to get and there's so much content to consume, honestly. And I feel like she represents a lot of what teenagers are experiencing or or even young adults for that matter of like this, yes, instant gratification. I want to know exactly what happened. She started to go on YouTube and watch recaps of movies or no, it's actual reenactments or something that somebody puts together. It's almost like the Cliff's Notes version of a movie on YouTube. And she can watch, like she watched Benjamin Buttons in like 10 minutes because it was this recap thing on YouTube. And I just was like, what? No, why why wouldn't you want to sit down and watch an entire movie? Mom, nobody has time for that. (laughs) I don't think that years from now, like you and I can sit here and look back and be like, oh, TGIF. And we get all these warm, fuzzy feelings about shows that we really connected to. I feel like when my daughter's 30, 40 years old, she's gonna be like, ah, you know, it's gonna be really hard for her to have a a deep connection or a feeling to something. Did you watch the Friends reunion? 
Yes. Mary and I watched it together with our friends' shirts on and like we were so excited. Like I was more of a Seinfeld person than a friends person in the 90s. That's kind of like a thing, right? Like what which was your favorite? I was like, we my wife and I were sitting on the couch, like emotional watching that. Like, and you realize like the impact a show can have and the memories you have. And and to your point, like are there shows these days that folks are streaming that like years from now, like they'll have a reunion and you'll be in tears? I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. You know what Friends Reunion also showed me? Which Wait, what year were you born? 82. Okay, so I was 81. So we're basically yeah. the same age. And yeah. I watch Friends all the time. I was watching it on Netflix. Then when moved to HBO Max, like I'm watching it there. And so I'm constantly seeing them as the 90s and early 2000s versions of themselves even to this day. So then when they were brought together for the reunion, you're like, wait, what? What happened? Why are, what? Why are they old? <laughs> what but happened to Chandler? The, the, well, all of them. It's just, I mean, I guess we've seen Jennifer Aniston in, in, in the morning show. So, but some of, yeah. anyway, seeing them all together is just a reminder too of like, hey, you and I, we're old too. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't see it because we look at ourselves every day and I feel like, oh yeah, I'm basically the same as I was in 2000. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I bet you, you didn't, you didn't feel that way in Vegas. If you've been to Vegas a, enough, like, mm-hmm. like I have, you can mark your aging and your metabolism based on your experience in Vegas. Oh no. I had to book a chiropractor appointment before I went because I knew that I was going to be in pain from wearing heels all weekend. And then I have a follow-up appointment tomorrow to uh, handle the damage that I did from wearing heels all weekend. Vegas will will make you realize your age very quickly because you'll exactly. look at you're like, wait, I'm going to bed. People are headed out right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to be one of those people. How I Met Your Mother, speaking of another show that like I obsessively followed this more 2000 show, did like, I remember an episode where like they talked about the stage you hit when you go out and you become those people who seek a place to sit. That like there's a certain age where you can stand the entire time and you're like, oh, look at those people sitting. Why are they sitting at the bar? And then at some point you're like, you scan a bar for places to sit. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I've become one of those people now. Yes. Time marches on. Yes. That is me. Okay. Well, thank you so much, so much, so much. And we'll definitely be having you back on and throw your Instagram handle out there one last time for the people in the back. Yes. Thank you very much. At M-O-S-H-E-H, at Mosh. Yes, that is where you will find uh, the facts, and I appreciate them. So thank Thank you you, so much. Talk to you later. Later. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com.
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.